0: From the depths of the sea, back to the black going off is back again. Back to give you some more of that shit. Back to give you some more shit to complain about and get angry at us for because we're too uh, PCJ. or uh, no, 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 P-P- PB and J. We're too PB and J <laughs> for these motherfuckers. You can't handle it. You can't handle it, because we're making you feel bad about the opinions that you used to have, and you might actually have to think about them now. And so you're like, why'd you make me have to think about shit? Why can't I just subtly hate things in peace? But we won't let you do it, because this is going on podcast, and we're fucking back again. Muse, how are you doing? I'm good. And this week, we're going to have some fun, and if you ain't careful,
1: you might just learn something before it's done. (laughs) We got a guest coming on later, Nora Reed to talk about some stuff, some YouTube drama, some fun stuff like that. And we got an album review from, uh, the legendary Snoop with an album that I had no idea came out.
0: Can we just say, like, as a persona, he's mainstream, but as, like, the actual rapper, I would say he's kind of an underground rapper right now.
1: Dude, he even features KRS-One on the album, whose newest album is on Bandcamp.
0: Did you know he's put out an an album every single year since 2015? Ah, uh, no, I didn't. And you wouldn't know it if you were looking at the charts. No, hell no.
1: Wasn't the last thing he was even, like, got anything for was that, uh, sexual
0: seduction? No, no, it was, uh, so what, we have fun, so oh, what, we smoke, we... I wouldn't even fucking give him that. That's fucking whiz. Okay, the movie that he did, uh, the Mac and... Devin or Mac and Dre go to high school I don't remember what the fuck oh was. yeah I
1: forgot yeah you and Todd did that one right
0: yeah okay and we we talked about it because we were like oh well this seems like it's gonna be a really big thing because there's this huge single called Young Wild and Free that's off of it but as far as I've seen let the internet tell it no one has fucking even seen this movie no <laughs> I don't know a single person that's seen it I haven't how does this happen like this feels like, uh, um, like when you when you have a tax write-off. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. It is <laughs> made a cheap-ass movie and just threw it out for a tax write-off. We're like, okay, but seriously, we gotta work on, like, an actual song. Because there is an album for this movie. Yeah. But the movie feels like an afterthought to the album.
1: The movie was made for the album.
0: Yeah, it, it's basically a backwards vanity project.
1: You know, I think that's how, uh... The Wall happened. Uh, the Pink Floyd movie. They had the album first.
0: Oh, so so you're saying this is Snoop Dogg's The Wall? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Future generations will be trying to figure out the genius behind the imagery of mystical as the blunt.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I gotta uh I gotta go back. Give that album and movie some love. Maybe I'm missing out.
0: Yeah, you you're not. <laughs>
1: Dude, but before we get to that album, before we get to Snoop, DO Double G offgoers, gather round, pull up your favorite blanket and or mat and sit down because you boys have got a story to tell. You were originally approached by a oh. uh, big time <laughs> big shot <laughs> record
0: label. Uh yeah, a representative, yes.
1: Yeah, uh not for an album deal, as I'm sure you would have liked, nah, but uh, oh instead to participate in a promo video for a mm-hmm. band's upcoming, uh, was it even a music video or just like a promo?
0: It was a promo for their album, but they only asked us to review like the the big song from it, ah, which is kind of confusing. Mm. I was like, wait, do you want us to do a promo that's going to be on like... The promotional material for the album but you only want us to do it for one song so wait like yeah i didn't just want to ask it for free shit but at the same time like if you want us to talk about the album we need to hear the album <laughs> I was yeah. like do you know how this reviewing thing works <laughs> we can't just talk about shit we haven't heard before but we haven't heard yet we're not yahoo <laughs>
1: <laughs> you got approached first uh you dropped uh my name as someone that might also uh, potentially be interested, and uh, initially I was—I thought it was—I uh, thought it was an interesting little thing. I thought it'd be fun. Uh, looked up the yeah. band on Spotify. Uh, they looked pretty cool. I saw the recommended or similar artists, and a lot of them were bands I listened to.
0: Yeah, the music was dope. The single I listened to was dope. The music video was dope. Notice how all of this is in past
1: tense, and what is that? uh, figurative, or hyperbole. <laughs> yeah.
0: But yeah, what would've happened...
1: <laughs> yeah, what would've happened is, uh, yeah, we would've had some fun, would've done this promo thing. Here is where it gets funny. Now, we're not gonna say what record label, cause we're just not gonna do that. That's not our style. But, rest assured, it's a biggin'. <laughs> and, uh, they wanted ya boys <laughs> to work for exposure.
0: Uh yo. No. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I I I'm flattered that they're that they're thinking of us. You right. know what I mean? Like they know we exist. They just don't want to pay us yet. <laughs> yeah, I think it's fun that they
1: think like they're aware of the whole Oh god, I hate this term, but the uh review averse. They know it's a thing. They Mm -hmm. know the the content creators are out there doing their music reviews on YouTube, and I imagine they saw it as like a, hey, you know what would be a cute idea if we had all these content creators who sit around all day and trash music or whatever to trash the single from this band's upcoming new single? Wouldn't that be great? But- the whole point was for us to hate it. That was the point of the video.
0: Yeah, like, we were purposely going to be like, oh, man, I hate this song, da da, da. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Even if we liked it, we had to act like act like we didn't. Um, yeah, yeah. On the surface, that sounds like a great idea. The more I think about it, the more hackneyed that sounds.
0: Well, because it sounds bad because it's like, it's actually a good song, and it feels like it's making a joke out of... The idea of reviewing, this is like because it's not yeah. like we're joke reviewers, we are actually reviewing this shit, we are actually thinking critically about it, it's not like, you know, when we come up with a review, we're just coming up with the silliest things that we want to say anyway, no, if we like it, we're actually going to say things that we like about it. But to say, hey, trash this thing anyway, does kind of feel like it's cheapening the idea of what we do.
1: Yeah, it just makes us look like haters. We both sent different letters back uh, saying that we weren't interested. We had two schools of approach. Uh, yours went the classy, I'm busy, which is not a lie.
0: (laughs) No, no, well. You've got a lot of shit going on. Because it's not like, oh, we have like a month to do it. They were just like, hey, we need this by Friday. That's right, yeah. We had like two or three days notice. (laughs) Yeah. And they're like, well, we might be able to extend it to Monday. And I was like, and, and, you know, and I was saying to him, I was like, hey, um. You know, we were talking about all the things that we wanted to do, all the ideas, and we said, and, you know, the last email I sent was like, hey, um, you know, hey, uh, because I'm doing another video and I have to do this video, I'm going to be working double shifts for it, it would be nice if I got a little, you know, a little change on the side, just to, like... A scratch. Yeah, yeah, just to help me out. And they're like, oh, well, we're on, the thing that she says, we're on a shoestring budget, so we can't really, like, do this, and I was like, I just sat back, I was like... Fucking no, you ain't. Shoestring my
1: ass. That is bullshit. Either you're not
0: willing to pay, or you don't want to. That's not me hating on her. That's not even me hating on her. I know she was probably told by her superiors. Now, don't actually do no shit where you, where you actually need to pay these motherfuckers. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: This was definitely the label. I'm, I'm not gonna blame. Uh, the PR person who reached out because you know just doing
0: your job. You know, I I get it. And they were just hoping that we would be so like humbled by a big label reaching out to us that we would just oh sure 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 we'll throw all to this together for you. And I don't think they understand how much time really goes into these videos that they that they'll probably never look up or ever really see. Yeah, you know, I think that's a big part of it. And I don't think they mean to disrespect us on purpose, but I just don't think they think about. All the work that really goes into it because and and the reason why uh, oh oh, what what did you say you said something different so I told him well I'm busy cuz I have to work on this sorry hey if there's ever a future project let me know you know
1: the email I sent them back was saying this is taking time out of the videos I would normally be making and uh, and I said something to the effect of and I'm not above saying that I believe I should be compensated Uh, for my work, and my time, and that uh, as content creators, we're struggling to make any revenue off uh, YouTube. I didn't get a YouTube check last month, for the first time in months. And for someone to just come up and ask for work for nothing, I I told him it felt like it was exploiting us. And uh, she wrote back and said, you know, uh, I understand you guys gotta make a living. You know, have fun or whatever. But honestly, like I'm gonna be keeping my eyes open for this video because I'm curious as to who they're gonna get for it, if anyone. But I really don't want to think about them taking advantage
0: of other content creators. Well, see the reason why, because originally I was thinking about doing just just to be like, hey, it'll be throwing my name out there, you know, whatever. Yeah. Then I thought about it, and I was like, well see if... I think it's good to say no to these people, specifically because, for the next time, they're gonna expect it for free as well. Yeah. And I think it's good to cut people off here and be like, yo, I believe that there is this amount of quality to my work, and I believe that in order to do that work, I need to be getting paid.
1: It would be dangerous to set that tone uh, for them to yeah, just be entitled to, oh, it's the internet, it's content creators, it's people on YouTube. Like, I still don't understand how we're still in this mentality that people who make content for a living will be fine with working for exposure.
0: For any of my creators out there that follow me that are creators, man, don't, don't let people take advantage of you. We have to set a standard for, you know, what it means to create content for people. We have to set a standard. We have to value the hours that we put into stuff. Because I, I know there's probably people out there that are like... You know, they see the rap critic show, and they just see the the cutting back and forth between clips, and they're just like, what? You didn't do anything. All you do is just react to it. No, no, no. I research shit. I write shit. You know, editing takes a lot longer than you think it does.
1: (laughs) This week on the Going Off Podcast, we are joined by special guest Nora Reed. Nora, if you'd like to uh, introduce yourself uh, to the audience and uh, just tell them a little bit about uh, what you do.
2: So I am an artist and a bot maker and an activist. My main thing that I do is I make a bunch of um, Twitter bots that generate various kinds of of mostly jokes and thought experiments and other experiments um, using the generative content uh, format. Um, But I also do activism work, trans work, um, some socialist stuff having to wear 10 different hats thing that I think all millennials end up doing when they're not doing a regular Okay, can, co-
0: Wait, wait, can I say the first thing? Yeah. Are, are we calling ourselves millennials? Like, cause I feel like, like, I don't know how to take this word like currently, because I feel like millennials was used as an insult, but then we sort of took it back by saying it ourselves, but it's like, are we going to actually make our own thing or are we just going with that? I think we're stuck with it. Because no one thought up a new thing. And I remember there was like a long period where we were like, what the hell are we going to call ourselves?
2: I run ThinkPeaceBot, so I have to think about the word millennials a lot because I had to actually learn to spell it, which took me about a year of writing that.
1: Yeah, so you're bots. I, I I I was curious as to... How they're created, first of all, and how they're being used. According to your, I think I read it on your Patreon, um, it said it was uh, to um, take on, and I'd never seen this word before, and I'm definitely going to be using it a lot more, splaining. Oh, yeah. That is, that, is, that really does en- encapsulate all of it, because that's all that bullshit is. No millennials are writing articles about how millennials are not buying diamonds, or are destroying <laughs> Applebee's.
2: Neither are any Gen X people, like for the most part. It's it's not, it's just boomers. Like the Gen, wow. Gen X and Gen Z, like above and below us, are definitely also sick of this shit. And Gen X had to go through the same thing, pretty much.
0: Yeah, it's true. Yeah, no, I mean, like, like, uh, uh, I bet you if you go back far enough, I bet you you'll find some article in the newspaper saying, uh, are boomers ruining the radio? You know what <laughs> oh, I mean? Oh, yeah,
2: you can go back to, like, ancient Greek texts about how the kids these days don't respect their elders. It's, like, it's, it's literally <laughs> as old as written history.
0: You think if these guys were so smart, they would be able to be like, hey, wait a minute, maybe I need to step back and stop, you know, feeding into the bullshit. Well,
2: if they were so smart, they wouldn't have ruined the economy and fallen for trickle-down economics, but there you go.
1: Outside my parents, I don't hear nearly enough people shit-talking Reagan for that shit that was the 80s. It's so weird uh, how well,
0: so... Black people talk about the Himalayas. Well,
1: see... <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I personally don't hear it all that much, or at least I didn't growing up. I only just recently uh, kind of started hearing it, which is a shame. Because I don't think a lot of people our age really know how devastating that was of a time for yeah. civil rights, and it's why people these days don't understand why the term states' rights is just, like, inherently racist, and how that, like, is how it
0: supersedes human rights. I think one of the one of the guys is actually caught on tape. I think it was Barry Goldwater when he was talking about like, no, see, if we just say states' rights, you're diluting the original argument because we can't say uh, that we you know don't want black people to have rights anymore because it's now it's it's uh, not PC enough to say that. So now we have to say this. It sort of reverses what political correctness was supposed to be for. It was supposed to be like, hey. Watch what you're saying because it offends certain people. And maybe you didn't have to think about that before, but, you know, think about that now. But for these people, it turns into, wait a minute, oh, that offends people? Okay, what can I say where I can still screw people over, (laughs) but you don't give me shit for it?
1: Do you see that Arizona is going to be like the next state to discuss whether or not to take down the um, Confederate uh, memorials? Or, or uh, monuments, rather. And it was every oh, single yeah, person yeah. sharing that <clears throat> on Twitter is pointing out that Arizona wasn't a state during the Civil War, so any monuments that are out there have nothing to do with history and everything to do with racism. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's like, well, you can't even front.
2: Arizona is, like, weirdly aspirationally awful.
0: It is weird
1: that you would go out of your way to have confederate... Monuments.
0: Yeah, it like, you're not even counted as the South. Like, does Arizona count as the South? No, it's like
2: this whole area is the Southwest, generally. Like, the whole Four Corners area. There's just a cultural establishment that is just very mad that they're on the border with Mexico. And really wants to not be
0: it's like well you know what you can move <laughs> how about you move bro how about you move your ass to some other fucking neighborhood where you don't have to be surrounded by? oh oh you don't like being moved off of your spot hmm. who could sympathize with you on that plight
1: <laughs> you know i could can tell you my friend from portland uh had told me time and time again that despite the Liberal progressive reputation uh, that city gets it is racist as fuck out there.
2: I've heard that too
1: My friend was telling me about the restaurant where the I think it either was still there or it's left up for historical purposes where the whole entrance is just you're walking into a Cartoon black man's mouth What and it's like the big like scrub me mama with a boogie beat face Well, you look up that, I didn't want to get too far away without asking um, uh, about the bots and the think pieces and all that and how how exactly that worked. You had mentioned it before as to how that all, how you get that made or how you make those bots, but it went over my head. How exactly do you create um, a a Twitter bot?
2: I'm not a programmer. Um, I um the stuff that I use is, is really dead simple to get started with and you get to sort of build the complexity as it as you go along. And so they're they're set up like sort of a combination of of um stuff like if you've played Mad Libs before and then there's a whole bunch of lists that get drawn in from the blank space. And so I have like a a formula that's like R blank ruining blank. And so the first blank draws from the generational markers list. So it it says um, it mostly like I put the word millennials in there like 15 times so that it mostly lands on millennials. But it'll occasionally say uh, Gen Y or it'll uh, occasionally grab Gen Z or teens or tweens then it grabs something like capitalism or corn mazes or pokemon and then comes out with a result like our millennials ruining pokemon and then there's (laughs) about 120 formulas i think i have at this point those different formulas so that there's enough of them that it mostly is grammatical and it mostly gets it but every once in a while is wrong and i keep considering fixing it but people seem to really like it when it screws up every once in a while because it sounds more like a robot and reminds them that it's not a real headline. But that's sort of an artistic value and not like a technical thing.
1: So is the absurdity of, of what it comes up with, is it mostly for the comedic value or is it to kind of subvert... People that might already kind of be thinking along those same lines of, like, millennials are ruining this. And just, like, for them to share it, not realizing that it isn't a real thing. Like <laughs> I,
2: I get people responding a lot that are like, I looked for the link. Like, I would love to make the this so ubiquitous that people stop writing headlines like that. Because a lot of the time, people, like... Uh, uh, a lot of it, it's very popular with journalists because most journalists don't get to write their own headlines and hate it. Mm-hmm. And so oh, I'm shit. like making fun of their editors also.
0: Right, right. <laughs> like, so, so they'll appreciate it too.
2: <laughs> yeah, well I mean also journalists are pretty good at, at, I mean mostly, are pretty good at taking a joke. Uh, making fun of their industry. Like as far as people who are cool with making fun of what they do, I think I think journalists are, are pretty chill with
1: that. What I was reminded of initially with this concept was there was an episode of Samantha B where she had these like Russian teens on whose whole job it was to create like fake propaganda news stories to uh kind of influence uh American voters. And I I, I just think about that where I think about people who are just on Twitter and in most cases especially if you can get the whole headline without having to actually click the link most people are not reading the stories mm mm-hmm. mhm as if it's a grabbing enough headline and if it if it happens to be about millennials i'm sure some you know someone with an, an american bald eagle flag <laughs> default icon will share the shit out of that not even reading it just because it feeds into their uh into into their narrative
2: yeah But I mean, also there's—I mean—the whole propaganda, like the for-profit propaganda network, is sort of like it's peripheral to it. But wait, wait, wait. wait—could you call it?
0: Could you call it profitganda? Huh? Mm. Did I coin a new word? Huh? All right, continue. A little late. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm sorry.
1: Rewinding just a second, Darren. Uh, if you Google. And I apologize in advance. The Coon oh, Chicken yeah. Inn. I, I
0: just googled it. Yeah, yeah, I found
1: it. I don't, Did you see what I was talking I don't about? I think it's
0: still around because I couldn't find any it, like
1: okay, good current pictures it's of horrific. it. It's horrific.
0: But it was just like, oh my god.
2: Wasn't uh, that a subplot in Ghost World?
0: <laughs> what?
1: It it really does feel out of something like Night Vale or something
0: yeah. like that. What's confusing to me is that like just from an aesthetic perspective. This looks horrible. Like I- even taking out like race, why would you like want to invite people to a place that looks like that? You know what I mean? Like that's <laughs> honestly like scary and weird.
2: Like, you know what I really want in restaurants is vor. I want to think <laughs> about vor when I'm going out to eat. And like what I really want is racist vor.
1: racist vor. Dude, I think that's an untapped deviant art subgenre. Racist vor. There's
2: no way that's untapped.
0: I don't know what that is, but I please do not explain
2: Okay,
0: <laughs> I just tried looking it up. And it had something to do with swallowing something whole and I'm like uh-huh. I don't need to know anymore about what the fuck is going on <laughs> You know,
1: I, I think I think you about I think about got it I think you know all there all you need to know about it. I don't
0: need to know anymore this shit <laughs> moving
1: right the fuck on what we were originally gonna talk about was, uh, Lacey Green being red-pilled. We are late to the party. And it's gonna be even later by the time this shit goes up. Yeah, only by a couple days. I I have a feeling, I have a really good feeling, people will still be talking about it by Saturday. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, I was thinking about it because... Should we be talking about these two YouTubers' personal relationship? And then I thought about it, just about every YouTuber we've talked about It had to do with a sort of personal uh, situation. Mm. When we talked about PewDiePie, uh, JonTron, the DaddyO5 family. That was personal, but who wasn't talking about that? Um, That one woman whose name I forgot right now, uh, Maria or Marina? Uh, Yeah, the chick who's like,
0: I'm Everyone thought she was being kidnapped
1: or being... Like, he- like held against her will to make videos.
0: Yeah, I'm joining a cult, apparently. Like, she actually wrote, like, a Facebook post, post about joining a cult or something. Lacey Green, uh,
1: sex expert on YouTube. That's how she kind of got her, uh, her foot in the yeah, door. Yeah, and I remember people, um,
0: I remember you see the fucking trolls all the time talking about, hey, Lacey Green is the worst, am I right? She's horrible. And, like, I checked out one or two of her videos, I was like, Oh, she's just talking about when you want to have sex with someone, you should give consent. I was like, What? What's the problem?
1: But the biggest part of it, relevant to the story, mm-hmm. is um, that she was, at least for a time, uh, seen as a sort of uh, feminist, uh, like spokesperson or activist. And the issue now okay. is that she's currently in a relationship with a YouTuber who is known for being a misogynistic douche. Oh, who is it? Who is it? Chris Raygun. Okay.
2: I'm never sure where people are with the, like, history of these misogynistic hate movement stuff.
0: Uh-huh. And so mm.
2: I don't want to be, like, explaining to you. Can you tell me, like, what you remember from Gamergate? Do you know, <laughs> I don't oh end up going God. on for, like, four hours on stuff you already know. Oh, yeah.
1: Darren, I forgot. He was kind of involved in the Gamergate w- shit. Oh,
0: you probably no. needed to know that. where
2: him being a shit star.
0: Okay, okay.
2: I was just, like, searching his Twitter for, um, like, asshole keywords just to, like, double-check and see how recently he used a bunch of horrible words just to, like, get a brief overview on whether or not this dude was, like, maybe recently being better or something. And he was just posting, like, Islamophobic shit about um, terrorism yesterday. So I, like, this is definitely not a, like, dude has changed situation. I hadn't heard of him specifically until, like, before the whole Lacey Green thing exploded, someone like tagged me into a thread of his um to try to get him to look at my timeline and harass me for being an evil social justice warrior um which he luckily ignored because that was that's always deeply annoying when that happens and it happens like about once a month for me um and so like there was this whole thing with the with with Lacey green being. Red pilled and all this stuff, and the main thing is like it's it's really less about that that she's dating this guy and more just like hanging around with these people and validating their opinions as being something that a progressive voice should listen to.
0: Okay, see, I didn't know that she was dating this dude. Like, I thought it was just like, yo, I, all right, this is how I took it, right? Because I heard, hey, I'm Lacey Green, I'm very sex positive. You know, the, the, um, but like a lot of people that are kind of regressive, kind of like shit on me, but I wanted to talk to some of the people who are on, on the other side or whatever, and be like, yo, maybe you guys aren't hearing me right. Maybe there's something getting lost in translation. Let's open up a dialogue so I can, so we can directly talk to each other. That's what I thought it was. I thought it was purely on some, Hey, let's talk to each other. Shit. I didn't realize she was dating this guy. I didn't realize, it was like, we are romantically involved, and thus there is more of a, um, what you call it, there's more of a direct motivation for why I want to get in the good graces of this uh, fan base. You know what I'm saying? I didn't think it was on that level. I first noticed,
1: because I really hadn't heard about Lacey in years, really, she hasn't really been making waves, so to speak. Uh, and then I saw that she had a debate with Blair White, and about maybe a week or two later, uh, I'm seeing, you know, oh, am I taking the red pill? Oh, And for those who don't know Blair White, both of them kind of benefit, uh, in the same regard, that, uh, they are both conventionally attractive, and i'm sure that has something to do with the alt right being so willing to listen it's like oh we got one of their big names we got one of these big social justice warriors to listen to us and that is where i think the the confusion comes in because you still got a lot of people who look at it as what's so wrong with opening up a dialogue. Yeah,
0: because that's what I was thinking at first. I was like, I don't understand
1: what's wrong. Like, like during the election, right? Uh, I told my friend, hey, you know, just to hear what the other side is saying, kind of humoring, I listened to, like, I kind of hate-listened to Rush Limbaugh to hear what the other side was saying. and my friend, And my friend told me, dude, that's not what the other side is saying. That's what the fucking fringe is saying. You shouldn't really be giving too much credence to that. Because that is so farther than what the usual, the -the run-of-the-mill person is saying. So when you're giving credence or listening to uh, these anti-SJWs that are so, like, hateful in their speech on Twitter, it isn't so much opening up a dialogue, it's giving a microphone to someone who's... oh, I'm not going to say 100% spewing hate speech, although I'm sure some of it would apply or uh, fall into that category. But... It's not exactly
0: like you're giving the rationalist right, right. So it's like you're the rational person and you're talking to who is a person who's vocal but isn't actually the representation of more conservative minds.
2: I think Blair White is a really like useful example to look at for this because um blair white is is trans and has an audience of people who are deeply invested in being extremely misogynistic and transphobic as well as, you know, all these bigotries all hold hands and and love each other. So all the the other whole like, you know, she's posting racist shit and everything like that too and her whole deal is that she makes transphobes um feel better about themselves by um, posting transphobic shit themselves, uh, shit herself. And right, making, right. I'm
0: not transphobic. My best, uh, my favorite YouTuber is trans, like, like that sort of thing.
2: Yeah, and and like, so one of my my side projects, I run a bunch of bots that um, mention people who term search themselves on Twitter or whose fans term search them and yell at them. And they, um, they're like, e- these are extremely simple bots that just pick between less than like. responses and only work on people who are extremely aggro um and and the one that that gets the most people arguing with it is blair white because blair white has a bunch of term searching people who find people who are talking shit about her and then at her on the responses to attempt to get her attention Ah. and it's extremely transparent and creepy and so it's like And like, so I I kind of feel bad for her because she clearly has an audience that is mostly transphobic chasers Mm. who um, don't want to, um, who who want, like, in the way that you get, you get people who are like, I'm not, I'm not racist because I like watching interracial porn kind of thing. (laughs) And, And it's like trans people have the same deal, like the same kind of deal. And frequently they're intersectional where it's like, I don't, I'm not racist and transphobic because I'm into watching trans black porn and like if you want to um like there's a certain point where I'm just like you know if you can manage to make a buck off of these assholes feel free to do it but when you're conf- confirming all of their their worst ideas about trans people and making it okay to say those then that you're you're seriously fucking up and doing a lot of collateral damage and that's what Blair White does
0: uh-huh and so by platforming them what you're saying is it doesn't matter what their point is. The people who are more susceptible to be interested in going to that side, they're already going to be pulling even more for that instead of trying to uplift voices that are going against what the typical norm is that represents a more progressive change uh, would be a better idea, right? I, yeah, I hope exactly. I just formulated a sentence. Like halfway through, I was just like, Wait, I know I'm just saying, like, adjectives right now. <laughs> no, you've got it. So that's what people mean when they say, like, don't platform these people because, like, the people who who are on the fence but leaning towards that more bullshit agenda uh, because of the way history has gone so far, which has lent itself to being transphobic, which has lent itself to being homophobic, which has lent itself to being racist because... That's the way things have been so far, because we haven't been critically thinking about these issues. We're finally now critically thinking about these issues. And these people uh, who would lead us into more into those regressive ideas again it is like to give them a platform is to just be reinforcing what we've been trying to get away from. And and a
2: lot of the time Uh. people will try to do this thing where they're like. Let's humanize and listen to their perspective. Let's look into the brains of the Milo fans and understand where they're coming from. And it's like, we know where they're coming from. Like, we can't block all of them on Twitter fast enough to not know where they're coming from.
0: Well, actually, I'd say, I would say where they're coming from, the reason why we understand it already is because that rhetoric is already woven within our society like up to this point, that's what we're untangling. We're untangling yeah. the hatred. We already know what it is.
2: Why don't trans people listen to the people who have been screaming slurs at them our whole lot? Yeah, <laughs> you know, like, like, because we're tired of it. We've been doing, like the, the people that want you dead don't have anything interesting to say. They just want you dead. Like they have a bunch of excuses for it and we know all of them already. Because we've been directly fighting them for all this time, and like I keep, I since I posted about the Lacey Green stuff, I keep being, getting people who are like, like you need to get out of your liberal echo chamber, and it's like I have left my house before. <laughs> I I know what this is.
0: Well, have it, you really thought I'm, about the people who want you to die? I mean, have you really thought about what they think? Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I have. I really have.
1: <laughs> I just think it's fascinating that you've got people coming at you defending Lacey who probably up until a month ago wouldn't have given a shit about exactly, her. Exactly. Exactly.
2: Yeah. And they're, they're term searching. She's term searching um, her own name or people are sending stuff to her and she's responding to it. I'm not sure which one it is, but... That's um, funny.
0: I find that funny. People turn searching. I need to put her
2: in the honeybots and do an update so that I can (laughs) divert some of this attention from real people because I I know a lot of people who are really getting sick of of dealing with the shit. I made the honeybots to be a, a drop in the bucket against harassment because it's emptying the ocean with a bucket to attempt to, like, wade in and waste the time of harassers. Like, it does... It's a blip on how much... of, like, cannon fire that, like, half a dozen bots can take. But at the same time, it's so cathartic watching something, someone argue with a bot that has less responses (laughs) than a Magic 8-Ball about social justice issues that they don't actually understand or care about. And then they think that they're really smart coming out of it. (laughs) And it's just, like, it feels very good to watch these people think they're getting... One over on something that's basically rolling into 20 to argue with that.
1: This week on the Going Off Podcast we are talking about Never Left. The do we even need to look up what number album this is of Snoop Dogg? I have no idea. Maybe like the 15th? Oh my god.
0: Mm. I actually went into it um, really positively actually because I was thinking like well, first of all, there's the initial like, wait a minute, if no one's talking about this and this is one of like the most famous entertainers yeah. like of the modern age, it must be really good because that's usually what happens. <laughs> it's like, I'm actually doing something good and no one gives a shit. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I went into this thinking like, and then he did that. I remember there was that Bush album that he did a couple years ago. It was actually like really, um, it was actually like really like creative and like was branching out his sound sort of. And I was thinking like, oh, maybe, you know, maybe... At this stage in the game, he feels comfortable to where he can experiment with more things and make more creative things and, and, and branch out and be a more creative artist because he's not tempered by trying to be popular. Uh, wrong. <laughs> wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, listen to this album the first time. I, I was actually kind of confused by, like, the amount of sort of East Coast sampling that he was doing
1: well he says that, that a few weird. times in the album about switching from east side to west side
0: yeah but it was just like all right but if the idea is that you never left the west like why oh, do yeah. you keep sampling like wu-tang clan and a tribe called quest like that was just weird see <laughs> um, I, I
1: think that could be taken a couple different ways of uh having never left uh, because at some points in the album it feels like he le- he never left the nineties. Cause there's <laughs> but, some songs on here that sound
0: old school as shit. Like they're oh, either the big mouth song. Oh my god. Yeah. That that sounded like like 1981. And the intro was weird too. Like he was he was saying it as if he was like inventing this new term to use. You know? Yeah. It's like, <laughs> yeah, there's big mouth people out there. Big mouth. Like, he kept saying, big mouth. <laughs> motherfuckers keep running their mouth is shit. Big mouth motherfuckers. Yo, we gonna tell you about these big mouth motherfuckers. It's like, um, yeah, I know. I've heard this term before. I like you how know? he
1: says, big ass mouth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: big ass mouth. Yo, um, big ass mouth. Yeah, uh,
1: there were a couple points in the album that had shit like that. Where it's like, why is this on here? Why is this taking so long? Like, there's that song with Big Mouth where he repeats himself a lot. Like, you could just be like, there's a lot of Big Mouth motherfuckers out there running their mouths. And then the song just starts.
0: Yeah, exactly. I kept expecting the song to start and he would just keep talking. Yeah, like he would stop for a second
1: and he would just come back like, like a Big Mouth motherfuckers. Like, dude, yeah. Snoop, I got it. <laughs> but uh, then there's another song I forget which track it is but it just starts with someone screaming leave me alone i make my money my way leave me alone just, just please leave me alone <laughs> and it just every- goes on and on
0: every time I thought it was over yeah it would just keep happening again what was
1: the point of that
0: I don't know Cause like, he would just, I thought maybe there was like a, uh, they were doing a thing where they were like cutting it and repeating it and maybe it was gonna be part of the beat, but no, that guy was just really that repetitive.
1: Was it on Vapors?
0: Couldn't have been.
1: Well, I mean, the song was long
0: as shit. Which I also didn't like, it was like a remix of the song from the 90s, which was uh, a remake of the Biz Markie song. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's cool, but I, I don't think if you're having like a full album, I don't think you should have remixes of older songs on it. You know, it's like either put it on that original album or put it out for free or put it on a best of or like a compilation, like not on a completely new project.
1: I don't know what the hell to say about some of these songs, honestly.
0: Like, you know, I I would I would actually say the opposite. I would say. The problem with these songs, and not in the good way, I'd say the problem with these songs is that they're not interesting enough. Exactly. Like, there's a lot of songs with, like, just two verses, and it just feels incomplete. Moment I Fear, Back in the Days, and Promise You This, all sound like they're going for something in the title and just never fully coming all the way around to it.
1: I don't know what moment
0: he feared. Shouldn't I know that
1: by now? Yeah,
0: that's what I'm saying, like And what is he gonna promise me? Yeah, this is the moment I I thought it was gonna be about paranoia or maybe growing irrelevant in the rap industry yeah. or something like that. Like it's like, oh that would be a cool mature topic to, like, come with. Like, because Moment I Fear does not sound like a generic rap song title. It sounds like it's about something. Yeah. And I was like, oh, track two on the album? We're going to get into Because the first song was kind of like, hey, this is sort of me at different points of my life. And the second song would be like, hey, this is a-, a fear that I have. But no, it's just a sort of generic song. Like, this could have been at any point in the album. It could have not been on the album. Like, this could have been a leftover But for it to be track two, it was just like, oh, okay, you're already just gonna sort of drop the, you know, unmemorable joints on us?
1: A lot of tracks on here were. I mean, I know this shouldn't be a surprise to people who are at all familiar with Snoop Dogg, but there was a heavy focus on uh, on pot use uh, throughout the album to the point where you've got songs called 420, Blaze Up, and. Mount
0: Cushmore. Can I say this though? Those were the two best songs on the fucking album. <laughs> you know,
1: they're the ones I have the least complaints about, so I'd probably agree with you.
0: Th- that chorus is so fucking smooth before 420 plays up. Uh uh they all had they all actually had like good verses. Like I like Devin the Dude's verse. I actually like Wiz Khalifa's verse. Snoop Dogg came in with some he wasn't just talking gangster shit, he was just like Wow, America's going to legalize this, man. I didn't believe it till it finally happened. It's like, wow, you're actually talking about a topic and not just, we on that gangster shit. You know, what like What was that
1: one song where he was talking about his grandkids? I think
0: it was Go On. Go on. Yeah, that's right. But it actually is like a cool sort of summertime joint. Like I would like to actually hear this being played. You know, and it's not on no gangster shit. He's just like, he's actually talking about his life. Like, hey, I've got fucking kids and I like to take them to the fucking park and we like to have a good time. It's like, this is cool. I like this Snoop Dogg. I like this grown up, adult, mature, talking about where his life is right now, Snoop Dogg. I don't like the, oh, remember back in the days when I used to be a gangbanger? It's like, yeah, we know you used to be a gangbanger, okay? Remember
1: it never left where he's like, rapper, that ain't me. Gangsta? you you know it's me or some shit like that
0: yeah it's just like really come on and and, and and then he has a confusing line in the interlude where he goes like you know you know they say if you watch something long enough you'll become it you know they say imitation is the best form of flattery uh, a lot of niggas is imitating me because real gang because i'm on real gangster shit and it's just like wait but I, you're saying that people imitating you aren't real but you just said if you watch something long enough you become it so, what are you trying to say here?
1: Yeah, I don't think that was necessary. That interlude.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. None of them were. And then there was, like, promise you this, which is like, oh, uh, like, I promise you this. But he doesn't really tell you what he promises you. No. Like, is he gonna promise you? Like, it's implied that he promises you an ass whooping if you fuck with him, but... You didn't explicitly, like, say that at all. Like, well, he starts it off saying, Say, man, that nigga Snoop Dogg promised me a record deal, man. That nigga promised me he was gonna come over and do some things with me, man. He promised me this. He promised me a whole lot of stuff. But he didn't come through. It's like, well, okay, if you started off the song saying, Don't ask me for shit because I won't give it to you. Like, okay, that's at least, like, legit, you know, respectable, whatever. But you literally started off with a character saying, he specifically promised me something and he's not doing it. You just sound like an asshole now who goes back on his word. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Untrustworthy Snoop. Yeah, exactly. On the chorus, he says, like, I don't even promise my family nothing, but I promise you this. It is like... Out oh, now you just sound like a dick to your, like, family. <laughs> <laughs> like, isn't rap supposed to be all about, like, yeah, we're loyalty, this, we're even, e-, but if you're just out here saying, nah, man, I don't even problem with my fucking wife nothing, it's like, well, jeez, d- 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 fuck you, man. <laughs> it's like, that's your wife, god damn it.
1: Uh, the two worst songs, Trash Bags and, uh,
0: Swivel. Oh my god. Oh my, back to back, too.
1: Yeah, that, that was so- hard. You got so trash bags say, full of cash mm-hmm. although it sounds like he's saying trash bags funnel cakes
0: <laughs> No it's not like he's saying trash bag full of cat Like he just he just trash hates bag. last like the last sounds
1: on words he yeah. just won't say them The a fucking chorus of swivel is dog shit
0: <laughs> What is I, I got my head on a swivel eyes peeled when I wiggle
1: This ain't a starter pistol Oh no do gangsters wiggle?
0: Bro! <laughs> oh yeah, wiggling! <laughs> I got the wiggling viva. <laughs> Don't make me wiggle up to your spot!
1: <laughs> What's the fucking first line that he starts that with that, like, I'ma send you a missile.
0: It's like, whoa! <laughs>
1: <laughs> a fucking missile?
0: Now, are we starting with this? <laughs> yeah,
1: I can send you a missile. Got my head on a swivel.
0: And then, eyes peeled when I wiggle. <laughs> No, but, okay, so we have these two songs, and, like, okay, up until this point on the album, it's been a consistent sort of West Coast sound, and it's like, you know what? Hey, this is just what he does, and that's cool. You know what I mean? Like, it, I mean, except for the parts where it sounds specifically East Coast, because he's sampling the song that Cream sampled, and, you know, and stuff like that, but there's a consistent enough West Coast sort of, like, you hear the synthesizer, whine, noise, you know, and the deep bass and stuff like that, Then you get the trash bags, and it's like... Where you could have at least appreciated it for being a Snoop Dogg album and sounding like him, Trash Bags just sounds generic. Oh, yeah. And it it, it sounds exactly, it sounds like exactly where it fucking belongs in a goddamn trash bag. Because it's just like, I've heard this song. I can hear this song anywhere. I want to hear what Snoop Dogg sounds like. I got a question. You're talking about the instruments and all that.
1: What instrument makes that one sound? You know the sound, like the Snoop Dogg West Coast sound. Yeah, the yeah, no, the, um, the the one that's like it's, it's like a it's like you had like a metal thing and you're like shaking it back and forth. It's from like the huh? the San Andreas theme.
0: Huh? Wait, what are you talking about? I do want to talk about the good points. So the good points are four twenty. Blaze it. Mm. Where it's just like talking. To, it's a nice fucking song to smoke weed too. That that song is nice. Yeah. Then you have Lavender, which is interesting because I thought that was just like a remix, just one-off song. But I'm glad to hear it actually on an album because it is a really dope fucking song.
1: Yeah, this was the one that uh, I failed to mention last week, and I wanted to, and I forgot because of the Kathy Griffin decapitating Trump head thing, was that before that hole happened Snoop was shooting a fucking Joker bang gun at Trump clown that everyone
0: already forgot about. It sounds like a cool evolution of Snoop Dogg's sound like it still has the whiny sense but it sounds like harder and harsher and I kind of wish the album would have gone in this direction like maybe he just needs to work with Bad Bad Not Good because like this is the sound that would be really cool for Snoop uh, and it sounds like this weird, you know, the lyrics are just about, like, like a, a black takeover of America. And it's just, like, just yeah. fucking crazy. And it was like, all right, I, this is a cool concept. Like, whatever. He's like, yeah, it ain't no fun when the rabbit got the gun, huh, motherfucker? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, I mean, of course, it's not really that political. I mean, it is still Snoop Dogg. But, you know, it's like, it's... You know, it's a cool sort of mood song of just like the sort of like, oh yeah, retribution, nananana, you know that sort of thing. Like an idea that doesn't really do that great, but it's an idea, and I really appreciated it because it's just like the the mood that it gives you. You know, mm. Rap, people always talking about, oh man, music doesn't have to actually mean anything; it's just like a mood. Yeah. Rappers just have to give you a mood. Well, this gives you a good fucking mood, so it, y- y- y'all can dig that shit. Yeah. Um. Then you have KRS One. Uh... on Let us begin. Bro, uh, I remember when hearing, seeing the name featuring KRS-One used to be, like, oh cool. Gosh. Like, oh my god, KRS-One, yeah, it's
1: awesome! It got a fucking eye roll from me. I saw his name and I was like, <laughs> yeah, me oh, too. man.
0: Yeah, I was like, KRS-One, especially on a Snoop Dogg song.
1: Oh yeah, because you know what you're getting. This is a problem <laughs> with KRS-One, is that, you know... On certain points, I said, hey, you know, it sounds like Snoop Dogg never left the 90s. You know, there's still some tracks on here that have fucking trap beats. And it's Snoop kind of working his way into the modern, you know. But whenever you have fucking Karis one featured on a song, it's always fucking 1987. <laughs> it just has to, the first thing you hear is just, bop, 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 and it's like, oh, no. Here he comes, like, you're already <laughs> just looking at, you're, like, looking down at your shoes, like, maybe if he doesn't see, if we don't make eye contact, he won't start. And for a while there, he <laughs> doesn't. It takes a while for his verse to kick in.
0: But then what it does, have you heard the song, have you heard the song Bling Blung?
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: Do you remember that? Yeah. Where it was like this fucking gimmicky just flow for the whole goddamn song. Bling, blung. First you hit a bling, then you went <laughs> a blung. Yeah, we talked about that. Yeah, and it was like, uh, I-, I bling, blung these rappers when everything that they bring, I blung. And there used to be a show with a gong. And when the gong gong, you was gung. It was just like, stop it's it. It's so
1: bad. But now in 2017, it's the Gomorrah! <laughs> ah! So bad! Oh my god! I, you have no idea how hard I laughed when fucking Keras1 is doing this whole thing to like, you know, gun sounds and is like, barking the dick! <laughs> <laughs> I
0: can't Yo, alright, here's what happens. He
1: says, <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: Back in the day when the phones went... <laughs> 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 it's like, t- t- fuck you.
0: <laughs> here's what he does. Oh, here's what he fucking does. He comes up with a concept, kinda starts to wrap it around the social commentary thing, uh. and then he just... Randomly comes up with like hey, this kind of sounds like this like cuz with with that bling blun song He was talking about how like You know, uh, the the retaliation that happens to you you get the bling and then you get the blow You get the riches, but then you get the 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 retribution that comes with that and then he always just says something like Randomly associated with that noise like like I said with that other song He was like hey by the way there used to be a show with a gong and when the gong gonged, you were gone eh? And with this one he's like, the brr in Iraq lasts for weeks. Whack rappers, I'm crushing these creeps like the fucking Ruffles have riches commercials. <laughs> Remember that shit? Yeah. Ruffles have riches. <laughs> and then but then he goes he goes, uh, now that it's reign supreme I take you back to the days when the telephone used to ring. Oh <laughs> it's like, my God! Why did you say that? There was no reason to say that other than, huh? Ah, I'm doing the thing.
1: And Snoop even fucking encourages it later by going like, "They don't make phones the way they used to. Like, we're still on the phones. <laughs> why are we talking about old phones?
2: <laughs> <laughs> you
1: know, fucking childish Gambino did that shit." In three seconds, better on Worldstar. Cell phone, AK, uh, k money counter. Brrr, oh, yeah. He, like, he does that real quick, and then it's just over. He didn't base the whole verse on it.
0: Oh, my God. But uh, skipping that, we get to the best song on this album. And by the way, it has a music video for it. Would you like to see the music video from out Cushmore?
1: Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no, I think I saw it in the fucking... I think I saw it in the thing real co- Oh no!
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, that's back.
1: It's fucking blue carpet treatment cartoon. Oh my god! And they got Trump in it. Oh no! Oh, Donald Trump called me up. Fucking had to cheat on his wife. Uh, I told him how to fuck a bitch. Oh my god! And it's not any better. It's exactly as bad. I know, it's been like 10 years! Holy shit, dude. This is fucking nostalgic for somebody, but not me. This is enraging.
0: (laughs) And what I love is, like, the music video, all the chicks, their boobs are just as, like, unbelievably bouncy. (laughs) Oh
1: my- oh god, this fucking chick's twerking with, like, a jar of, like, okra in her ass cheeks. (laughs) Oh, it's Nugs. Okay, I wasn't sure. I guess that does make sense in a song called Mount Cushmore, but I didn't think about it right away. Oh my god, I can't believe the balls. The absolute (laughs) nerve. (laughs) And they're blowing up the faces on Mount Rushmore to make them look like the rapper's faces. Wow, you know that's not a bad idea, but holy shit! In this horrible animation, it looks really bad.
0: But you know the song is actually really good.
1: Yeah, so uh, bad.
0: It has like the like yeah, it has the four guys that I would expect to be on a Mount Cushmore in a rap in a rap song. Fucking Method Man, Red Man, Be Real, and Snoop Dogg. It's just like, yep, all right. This is the this is the team. I can see that. Yeah. Then we get. S- still here. I'm still here. Which is I... Kendrick shows up at the beginning, but don't get your hopes up because he doesn't do anything. Does he?
1: I didn't even catch that.
0: No, yeah, it's literally this guy going like yo, I heard Snoop Dogg's back! And Kendrick's like, yeah chill, little bro. Like, he never left. You know, like that's, oh. that, that's the whole, yeah, yeah. It's like so you brought Kendrick in just to say that <sighs> you're still here? Like you... I'm listening to the album. I know that you're still here. Like
1: You had to open up with a song called Never Left and still felt that you needed a song called I'm Still Here.
0: You know what? If, if that's not a hit that you feel that you're irrelevant, <laughs> like, you need two songs to tell everyone I'm still here. Desperately <laughs> clinging to remind them. It's like, well, you know what? It, it, how about you do something to make it matter that you're still here? Because yeah. this is once again another song where, you know, at least that Rastafarian album, hey, at least it was something different. This is this is actually weird because, okay, so Snoop Dogg just stopped doing the Rastafarian thing. Yeah. Remember that? There was a time where he was doing it, and then he just kind of stopped, and no one said anything. Like, it was just somebody put out a press release and was like, uh, he's Snoop Dogg again. And it was just like... No one's gonna go like. So what happened? <laughs> like what? What? What happened? Are, are, did they like kick you out or something? They didn't did want you there. Yeah. Did you fail the test of being a Rastafari? Uh-huh. Like what happened? But um, it, it, he brings it up in here. He's just like, yeah, Snoop Dogg or Snoop Lion. It's all the same. It's like, well, well, then why did it matter that you changed anyway? <laughs> Why'd you make such a big to do? Yeah, exactly. Like, why even bring it up here on, like, the second-to-last song of the album if it's just gonna be like, oh, yeah, remember that? I'm still kind of that, I guess.
1: (laughs) I can still be that if you want me to. (laughs) Yeah, it's just weird.
0: Um, Then you get Love All Around the World, which is a great, like, sort of outro track. It sounds really cool, but once again, it's like, it's a song title that doesn't really tell you what the song's gonna be about, because I'm thinking it's gonna be about, like, Oh, you know, I go to this place and I get love. I go to that place and I get love. You know, I'm that guy. But it's not, not really just a sort of typical vague sort of like I'm cool Snoop Dogg still. Everyone loves me. Everyone thinks I'm so cool. Yeah, like you could have ended with the Still Here song. Hey, at least it could have been like a wraparound. A like, yeah, never left and still here. The first song's never left. Last song, I'm still here. Like maybe it could have been like a ride out. Like I'll still be here like years from now yeah. or something like that. The rating that I have for putting all the stuff together is, like, 2.875. So, like, slightly below average. Yeah. Uh,
1: I I would give it somewhere between 2.5 and a a 3. 3 sounds
0: fair. I wouldn't recommend it. Maybe he doesn't care, and that's fine. But, like, you know, I I hear where it could go. and And I just sort of shake my head. I'm just like, it's a damn shame. This could have been really cool. It could have been cool to be like yo don't sleep on Snoop Dogg I know you guys just assume oh Snoop Dogg is a silly guy who just smokes weed but like no he's actually still making really cool music but I can't really say that you know
1: for the going off podcast thank you so much for checking us out this week thank you very much to our guest Nora Reed for stopping by twitter.com slash Nora Reed and I also think that's patreon dot com slash Reed. if this is your first time listening to the show uh first of all greatly appreciate it you can hear all our old episodes on twitter and soundcloud subscribe to our show on itunes that's the easiest way to go about it you get all the new episodes whenever they're posted and until next week for the going off
0: podcast i'm muse and i'm the rap critic telling you to pay the people that you want to work for you